God states very clearly that faith without works is dead. You have people inside the Senate. You have people that are supposed to be on your side. Make the decision to live and die on your turn. You are not wrong. They have to us about everything. The border, the elections. I remember America and the American gun owner are the only things standing in the way of the Great Reset. Who's got the teaching aid? We are fighting a war against principalities. We are fighting a war against evil. I pray that we get to look into the eyes of every single child in this country proudly, that those children can look back and be proud of us, knowing that yes. we fought for them. Men, I don't talk with empty words. Those teaching aids, those are called balls. Gentlemen, I've given you back your balls. You only got one? Improvise. God's given us a chance to make it right. He's created a remnant for a reason. You are the remnant. I want you to know we're winning. God is with us. And in the end, we know how this ends. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Oltman. Well, it, it feels like daunting at times. So much stuff is going on. The, the left has created complete chaos. And the gaslighting of election fraud is unbelievable. I happen to go through the, the, what happened in, in, uh, what happened in uh, uh, Arizona, the, the trial for the permanent injunction to stop them from using voting machines. And I think that's only one part of it. The other part of it is you have to get through, you got to get rid of mail-in ballots. See, they built this sophisticated web of companies and organizations that are acting on behalf of public interest, but it's actually not public interest. They're using it as a tool to steal elections. And yesterday I talked a lot about where does that put us as a, as a country? Where, where, do, where do we find ourselves right now and why? So we're going we're gonna to walk through all of that this morning, and we're going to talk about the trial, but in the trial, they kept saying when the, when the witnesses got up, they would talk about, well, CISA said that it's the safest, fairest election. Well, CISA said that it, it, it has vulnerabilities, but every system has vulnerabilities, and, but they haven't been exploited. And yet we have all of this evidence across the entire country that shows that the exploitation of the election machines, the exploitations of our elections are not from the outside, but from the inside. The radicalization of our society, this idealistic bend towards communism and Marxism, is actually the greatest threat to our country and to society in general and giving people opportunity in the future. Nonetheless, they continue to take God out of our country, God out of our society, God out of our schools. And their comment is, is that don't push, your, don't push your belief system on me as they push their belief system on us. So the fight that we have right now is in sensibilities. And a lot of the things that we talk about related to sensibilities come down to two things. Truth and the ability for people to be able to speak that truth. Fundamentally, the Constitution says that the First Amendment is uh, the First Amendment for a reason. It's the thing that came to their head on the First Amendment that, hey, look, we, we, we must protect these rights. 
But my, my issue is, is that we find ourselves not protecting anything. We're afraid to. We want to rely on the slow steering ship, the ship that has been going south towards hell for decades. We just didn't know it. It just got hot. We're like, we like Mexico. We like sitting by the pool. It's kind of, it's kind of, oh, I get a suntan. Now you're heading right into hell. And now that we're getting closer to hell or the epicenter of hell, people are waking up going, hey, I didn't want this. None of us wanted it. None of us wanted to deal with the things that we're dealing with right now. So let's, let's walk through the left falling apart. Let's walk through the chaos that they created and how we're then transferring. We're, we're getting creative. We're, we're transferring that, that chaos right back to their front doorstep. One of the greatest things that I think that Texas did was send illegals to D.C., bussing them in <laughs> by the truckloads. And what's happening as a result of this is that the homeless shelters are filling up, the utilities are all being used, People that, are, that live there, our Americans are starting to realize, hey, I don't have access to anything. You're giving these people who don't belong here at all free stuff. And it doesn't matter if you're black, white, green, yellow, purple with, with pink polka dots and web feet. doesn't matter. The reality is still the same. We have finite resources. We have a set amount of resources that we can distribute to people in need. And so when you take people from other countries and you let them come in and you pay them two, three, four times that that you pay people in this country, you're going to have some problems. But now the mayor of D.C. is complaining about it. Mr. Producer, let's play A1. This is fun. Issues that matter. Suddenly now immigration is a big deal to the mayor of Washington, D.C. D.C. is 62 square miles surrounded by reality. I used to live there. It makes for a good cocktail joke, and it's funny because it's true. It is surrounded by reality. The laws and actions of those in D.C. rarely actually affect them. And for that matter, they don't think the rules apply to them. The rules apply to all of us. Think during the pandemic, lockdowns for thee, but not for me. Or in today's version, illegal immigration is fine where you are, just not where we are, where the lawmakers are. Illegal immigrants for you, but not for me, the mayor. You might remember Texas Governor Greg Abbott started offering illegal immigrants released into his state by the hundreds of thousands. He said, well, if any of you'd like a free bus ride to D.C., here it is. Washington's progressive mayor is now horrified. The results of illegal immigration, she now says, are awful. Illegal immigrants are now, in her words, overrunning her city. This is a very significant issue. Um, we have for sure called on the federal government uh, to work across state lines to prevent um, people from really being tricked uh, into getting on buses. This is serious, clearly. She wants the federal government to help, to be, to be clear on what she wants them to help with. She doesn't want the feds to keep people from coming across the border into Texas. She doesn't want the feds to deport illegal immigrants once they get to Texas and create massive problems for those communities. She doesn't even want the feds to check the criminal history necessarily of people the feds pick up. She just wants to make sure the feds keep illegal immigrants out of her city. Illegal immigrants for you, not for her. She had no problem when the Border Patrol released thousands of illegal immigrants into cities around Texas. But when it was humanitarian, but when Texas Governor Greg Abbott offered them bus tickets to Washington, D.C., well then, 
now it's a crisis. Homeless shelters in Washington are overrun. How, she wonders, could this be happening to her city? Open borders are supposed to affect every other city. But I fear that they're being uh, tricked into nationwide um, bus trips when their final destinations are places all over the United States of America. Uh oh. From the border Go ahead, extensively. We took the show down there. By the way, you ever notice that everyone wants to talk like Tucker Carlson? Rules are for we and not for me. <laughs> they all go to the same school and they all talk the same way. It kind of drives me crazy because when you listen to the news, that's why you get into this place where you have mockingbird media is because they say it the same way. I almost feel like the teleprompter that's sitting in front of them must have emphasis on everything. Say the we and the me. They're like they all go to the same diction school or something. <laughs> I'm not from that school. Okay, so now she's mad. She's, she's mad because all of a sudden it's affecting them, and they go, oh, my gosh, they're not overrunning Texas. They're not causing strife in that state. Now they're causing strife here. And, and by the way, I, I will tell you, in D.C., they are walking and holding signs and, saying, and taking over the, the homeless shelters. A friend of mine does uh, uh, buildings, uh, builds homes. He's a home builder, uh, major home builder. And his guys now go down to the area 7-Elevens and Home Depots. And they will just put the tailgate down. And 10 workers will jump in the back of the, tail, back, back of the truck to go get work. And they'll work for the day. This, this, by the way, is a big thing in the DMV, the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. I think that Maryland tried to curtail it because there was, they were afraid of OSHA violations or things like that. But it still happens every day. Every single day they wait to get jobs and work. Well, now he's saying that the number of people that when you put the tailgate down that'll jump in the truck, it's not one or two. It's, it's like 15 because <laughs> they're everywhere. We have illegals everywhere. And you're like, oh my gosh, Joe, we, we have a crisis. No, we have a manufactured crisis that now finally is at the doorsteps of the people that are responsible for it across the nation. But, we, but, but, that's, but that's not all. That, that's not all. Um, so now Eric Adams is talking about an influx of illegal immigrants as well as being a real burden for New York City. What you guys don't know is that they're just shipping them to the cities, the epicenters of places that really need to deal with and see the impact that it's having across the country. Let's go ahead and play a, cut A2. Reaching out uh, to the federal government and stating uh, this is a real burden on New Yorkers as we're trying to do the right thing. Uh, we already, as I stated, we already have an overburdened shelter system. So now we're talking about as you stated, food, clothing, school. This is going to impact our, uh, our schools because we do not turn away individuals because they're undocumented. Uh, translation services, there's just a whole host of things that this is going to produce and that's why we need, we need help and getting this done and we need the right coordination to make it happen. Oh boy, okay, so the right coordination and we need the help. Somebody else is going to solve the problem. We need the federal government to solve the problem. When has the federal government solved any problem in our country? Any? Captain Obvious. Joe, you can't be Captain Obvious today. 
Yes, I can. No, you can't, Joe. You're not allowed to be Captain Obvious. We're going to be Captain Obvious today. No, no, it's going to hurt my feelings. I represent all of the, the lefty little people in here that are listening to you and losing their minds. Well, I know what. I'm going to be Captain Obvious for you. When you open borders and you let people in, you're going to take benefits away from the people that really need it the most in our own communities that are that are citizens. Yeah, but we, we want, to, we want to, to ruin the United States. Okay, well, you're not going to be able to ruin the United States. You've actually done a pretty good job of that now, but we're going to run you back. We're turning the ship around. We're going to go north. I don't really want to do that. I want communists and Marxists. I... Am I allowed to do this, Mr. Producer? I could do this all day. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I can't I mean, get... We have a regular segment of this. I can't get a lefty, a, a leftist, with any... Just... I would, I, would, I would settle for just the average leftist. Average leftist. I would settle to have a debate with you. So if you want to call up and have a debate with us, please do. Call up. Call the 888-441-1121. We'll walk through what you want to talk about, and, and we'll see if you're of average intelligence. That's that's a misnomer, isn't it? We probably won't do it today because I want to make sure that you have time to prepare for it. So what? Do you we'll need? just save this number. Save if this number. If in your you phone. are a radical leftist, uh, remember this number: eight 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 four four one 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 two one. Write that down in your little pink hey, go, diary. Go slower. And let me let me read it for my people. It's it's eight eight eight. That's three eights. So you got to go eight and then pause and then eight and then pause and then eight again. So there's three eights. And then it, and then this one's easy too. It's it's four four one. So it's a four and then pause and then another four and then a pause and then a one so that's the second digit and then the last ones this is so easy they made it easy because i don't have to use lots of numbers is one one two one so that's one space one space two space one space and you have to have the last space after the one if you're neurodivergent <laughs> you can just do triple eight forty four one eleven twenty one and then, and then you know, sneeze because. Okay, so this is a this is a tr- this is me asking for somebody that is on the left to come in and please, um, and please debate me on the issues that we're having related to illegal immigration. Okay, so, uh, so the New York is complaining that they're being overloaded with illegal immigrants. I don't know what you expect when you have five hundred thousand, a million, two million people that come through the door. Uh, but Democrats for many years have flatly denied being in favor of open borders in the U.S. and also denied being in favor of broad amnesty for the millions of illegal immigrants already in the country as a means to gain an army of voters. So they, that's, the, that's the reason why. I actually do believe that it has nothing to do with voters. Um, just this week, House Dems introduced a bill that would allow the rolling registration of illegals. Uh, any illegal immigrants that have been in the U.S. for more than seven years could automatically apply for citizenship and be approved. The official claim is that there are 11.7 million illegal immigrants within the United States today, but other studies suggest the number is at least 15 million, producing a net fiscal drain of around $143 billion a year. That's your money from the pocket being, being expanded to services for people that should not be here. Um, this is a big problem because, let me ask you a question, $143 billion, if you spread it out amongst the people that are tax-paying Americans, you know, this comes out to 3, 4, 5% of your pay of the money you put in. So what could you do with 5%? If you, you know, the average family, let's say, or average person makes $62,000 a year, that's $3,000 that you give to an illegal immigrant to come across the border and not have to work for it, not have to do anything for it. And that doesn't even count the things that you have related to uh, free education, free health care, uh, all the frees, right? They get frees. What's well, not really free? It's not free. It's slave labor 
that allows them to give to other people. So they, it's slave labor. So you're a slave. Let me just spell this out for you. Big bubble letters. I, I should probably, I need a marker, some crayons. I can draw a picture for you. Okay. I'm, I'm really good at pictures. So this is, this is, this is you. See that, that picture is you, right? And over here, over here is Mr. Illegal holding all of your money. So that's them holding all of your money. See that right there? It's not a cell phone. That's your money. And then you see you don't have any money, and they, they have all your money. Um, was that, is that too good of a picture that, that, I, that I make the picture work there? It, it was too good. It was, I mean, that, that would probably go for, you know, several hundred million dollars, like, like Hunter Biden stuff. I think you're on par yeah, with Hunter no, Biden. No, but look, I'm, I, I'm, I should, who wants to give me a million dollars for this picture? I'm, I'm so good at, hold on a second. I, they just sign brought it. me, they just brought it. me a marker. So I'm going to give the, the illegal, a nice haircut, maybe give him some ears. Oh, that's, those are racist ears. Give him some shoes. Now you don't get shoes. You just get your bare feet. And you're bald because you have to shave it because you don't have any money left because you're giving it to people who don't deserve it. I'm going to give you a little bit of a goatee, though. Maybe a little bit of a mustache. Goatee. There you go. And then I'll give you a couple hairs, like swirly hair. There you go. So there's you over here. And there's your money and the illegal with new shoes over there. Okay. It is Friday, so I can do whatever I want on Friday, right? Can I do whatever I want? I think I can. So the, the admin, right, the, the, uh, something has changed recently. Democrats are revising their tone, their attitude when it comes to the immigration problem. And you can probably think of a brilliant maneuvers of Texas, Arizona, and other red states that are sending people to these other states. The Biden administration has demanded that border patrol officers focus only on criminal elements for deportation. Um, and Ill illegal immigrants are already criminals by definition, but we're not going to talk about that at all. While keeping hundreds of thousands of others in detention, allowing them to enter states freely, Greg Abbott's plan is to use bus these illegals to major cities like New York and Washington, D.C., and has relocated the chaos right into the laps of Democrats, because that's what Democrats want to do, right? But see, when, they, when, they're, when they're faced with a problem where they're not doing harm to different communities and that, that harm is coming directly to them, then what do they do? They cry foul, and then they say, federal government, help us! I have a question for you, though. Where is the federal government's state? Where's the federal government's property? Like, the, where, where is their domicile? Anyone? Oh, that's right. They don't have one. They don't have one. They don't have it. They have an epicenter of Washington, D.C. The federal government from there doles out like kings, treating all the sharecroppers, all of you, like slaves, but they're going to solve the problem. They're going to send the uh, transgender, uh, freedom-fighting, fight-the-power, white, 70-year-old, whatever that person is, they're going, to, they're going to send that person in with Buttigieg, right? The whatever you want to call him, Buttigieg-y. What, what is he? But, but a judge? But a but, judge? But, yeah. Buttigieg? Buttigieg? Buttigieg. Um, they're going to send them in to solve the problems, you know, to fly to the rescue. Have they solved any problems? Gas prices come down by 15 cents, and they think that they've won something while American families suffer. Okay, so the mayor, though, the D.C. mayor, I think this, this needs to be talked about, says that people are being tricked, that it's actually a trick. They're, they're tricking people into coming to D.C. 
And my question is, it says, she, she offers no proof of that claim. So it, we offer proof that election fraud is running rampant across the country, that mail-in ballots are being used and abused and stacked in, I don't know, USPS offices and Runback and other companies that are printing these ballots, and you have mail ballot prim printers, MBPs, that are everywhere, and they can print up as many ballots as they want, put them through the machines as many times as they want, and we got video of trucks showing up that say that it's food, but it's not. we got everything happening in Georgia where they got shredder trucks the day after the, of the election, and they're loading it with ballots to get rid of the evidence, and there's no envelopes, because why would you want to have envelopes to line up with the mail-in ballots? So all this stuff is happening across the country. We have massive amounts of, of evidence inside the machines in Mesa County. They, they attack Tina Peters, say you're not allowed to do that. Guys, pay attention. This is all real stuff. It's not hyperbole. It's not made up. So that's what the radical left does. That's what the media does. That's what technology companies do. That's what Spotify does in taking down data that is related to real proof. They take that stuff down. No, we're not going to talk about it. No. Take all that stuff down. But they're being tricked. These people are being tricked to go to Washington, D.C. and New York. No proof. Now, this is truly no proof. Because they're not being tricked. They're saying, get on the bus, and we're going to take you to the nation's capital because they love you over there. They want you there. See, we don't want you here. We don't want you in, in, in Texas. We want you to leave. We want you to get out. I love when you guys say Slack. We'll do what? What? What am I doing on Slack here? Oh, we have Rantham. He's here. In one minute, if you want. Oh, please bring bring Rantham. Uh, yes, we have a surprise guest that called up. He's not a radical leftist, but um, Tim Rantham is going to be calling in to give us an update. I think on what's happening in Wisconsin which I think will be really awesome. But New York Mayor also states in a press conference Tuesday that the influx of illegals in the city was a real burden on public services and shelters. The fight is on, because now people that really need those shelters are looking up and seeing these illegals and saying, look, I want to help people, but you can't even help me. I've been here my whole life. My family, third generation, has been, in, been here our whole lives. And you want to give an illegal that got bust in here from a different country, you want to give them benefits that people in this country desperately need in the most disadvantaged environments. There are families now in downtown areas that are starting to go, you know what? And, and you want to see fights? They're going to call it racism, but it's not racism. See, this is called that thing called America first, and it is spreading like wildfire among the poorest, the Democrats, all of them. And they're like, get these people out. You want to start a fight? They're getting ready to, and, and I don't even have to do anything. I can sit on the sidelines like Nancy Pelosi does when she's doing her stock picks and eat popcorn because now the desperate people in our country who are not being taken care of are going to fight against the people that are getting free stuff while they suffer. Do we have Tim here? Hey, Tim, welcome to the show. I'm here. Hey, Joe. Good morning. Good morning. So good to hear from you. I'm uh, I'm ready to knock down a few more pins of obstruction to get justice done for the people. What do you want to start talking about? Well, I mean, I'll start with, I guess they've stood in the way of Gableman's uh, um, investigation yet again. I heard about that. Well, I, I don't really keep too much tabs on what Mike's doing. I know he's got a non-disclosure agreement with the speaker, and, and frankly, uh, there's a lot of obstruction that Mike has to deal with there. I'm looking 
on what I need to do and what I can get done. And, and a couple of things happened here in the last 48 hours that I'd like to tell you about real quick. Um, the Joint Committee of Rule and Administrative Review met on Wednesday to basically decline the Wisconsin Election Commission's request to add an emergency rule, uh, ER-2209, which would, allowed, would have allowed all of the municipal clerks and county clerks to cure, to cure ballots. And that would have been a manipulation of, of uh, ballot input. It would have been a violation of state law. And the JCRER declined that request. And what the, the next day happened, which was yesterday, the, the WEC decided they would ignore what the Legislative Oversight Committee told them they could not do, and they said they're going to do it anyway. So we've got uh, an interesting dynamic going on in the state. I put out a presser on this. So did uh, Steve Noss, the co-chair for JCRER, and uh, I think Janelle Branchin did as well. And so there's some movement there regarding these guys are just proving them, themselves to be uh, not compliant with anything that they're supposed to do by rule of law. They've been a rogue agency for too long. I think it's a learned behavior. They need to be made an example of. And I'm recommending uh, uh, terminations of employees, uh, starting with the administrator, Megan Wolf. And I'd like to see those individuals also prosecuted for uh, uh, neglect and criminal acts uh, or the attempt of criminal acts. So we've got some uh, real good traction going there to hold these people and process accountable. It's something that wasn't done, Joe, for many, many years, and I think they don't care what they do because for a long time they've been getting away with it. Not anymore, not on my watch, right? So we're going to bust them on that. The other thing I want to say real quick, and then I'll stop, is uh, I reintroduced uh, my AGR 120, which is now LRB, 6371. That is the resolution to reclaim the 10 electors for Wisconsin's presidential election from 2020. I reintroduced it to the body on the 14th of January. They have until today at noon, which is about 32 minutes from now, to get onto that resolution. And, and then it'll be positioned for pulling it to the floor uh, for to be taken up and, and acted upon. And I got word today that Janelle Branchin has signed on to it, and I've got traction with two senators, and as soon as I have secured any one of them, I will give their name out. But right now I've got traction with two uh, senators, and that'll make it a legislative act, and we'll have it positioned for execution to get that overdue task done. So i got a bunch going on. I'm headed down to Waukesha County Fair right now to hang out at the booth and to talk to people and Talk about that other thing I'm doing, which is, uh, you know, running for governor. So other than that, uh, nothing's going on. <laughs> yeah. So how's, how's the campaign going? How's the, how do you feel about the campaign? Uh, I, I, you know, Joe, I'll tell you what. I walk with the Lord every day, and I feel really, Amen. really good about it. Now, they, they don't want me to win, so they, meaning the party leadership, uh, even the media, they try to marginalize me and, and mitigate my value. They're making mistake i think i am actually if not neck and neck with these guys i'm actually the front runner but they don't want to make that public and i can tell you that because they did a couple of market polls uh mid to late june and i wasn't even part of the question i wasn't an option in the poll of who people would vote for so my numbers got dumped into the undecided bucket which was 35 percent so i be- i don't believe that bucket would have been as full because uh, uh, without with, without my name being added, that's what made it fuller, put it that way. So I, I think I'm doing really, really well. I've got great support, fan base all over the state. And uh, I, I'm uh, I'm Rich Strike for the Kentucky Derby, man. I'm 80-1, to 1, and I'm going to come down the, the stretch inside on the rail, and I'm going to take this thing because it's what the people want, uh, and it's going to happen. So I feel really good about it. 
Uh, tired of feeling like someone's always watching on the internet. Maybe advertisers know a little too much about you. IP Vanish is a solution for you. You can use IP Vanish on your, your computer, tablets, phones. You can use it on multiple devices at the same time without sacrificing speed. Um, they're for you. And, and here's the thing. It, it, it blocks advertisers, hackers, um, your ISP, third parties from getting access to information to you, uh, blocks people from getting access to your passwords. All the data is encrypted. And for our listeners, you can get 70% off their yearly plan for listeners with 30-day money-back guarantee. It's like getting nine months for free. It's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button. A disclaimer, if you are using things, True Social, you have to turn off the VPN. If you are using things like uh, vMix, uh, Chevy apps, or things like that. So there are some things that does need a dedicated IP, um, and it recognizes that. So just keep that in mind. So go to ipvanish.com slash daily, use promo code daily, and save your 70% off. Hey, Tim, let me ask you a question. Why do you think there's so much obstruction after the amount of evidence that's come out? So the, the evidence of election Great fraud question. across across the country is so evident it's 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 as if we've been able to build a house and show them exactly what every room does in the house why is it that they're still walking around saying there's nothing to see here when it's so obvious now we we know that the machines are corrupt we know that the mail-in ballots are corrupt we know that they're stealing elections we've proven it why why are people still walking around saying there's nothing to see here well, I think it's a fantastic question. It is the question to ask. A uh, series of answers, not in particular order. Fear has permeated the body, orchestrated and perpetuated by the speaker. He's a retaliatory individual. He's the origin of obstruction. Robin and Voss. he has put them all on notice not to get involved in this, number one. Number two, uh, they've been saying that I'm crazy for 20 months now. And... I, I don't know if pride's a problem, but I, how do you how do you get some of these people that think they're all that in a bag of chips when they're not? Been wrong the whole time. Rampant's been right. I don't think they're capable of doing that. And then if you you combine that added to that arrogance, that elitist, egotistical, you know, uh, uh, fault that they have to the to the fear factor, and and they're just stuck. They don't know what to do, and they don't want to try anything, and. They're afraid. I'm not. I, I, you know, it's clear as a, as a bell to me what we should have done 20 months ago. So, um, but and and it's campaign time. Some of them need money, and they get financial assistance from the speaker. So they don't want to bite the hand that feeds them. So there's lots of stuff going on underneath the water line that you can't see. You know, icebergs. These two thirds of it's below the water, right? Oh, yeah. So, um, hang on just a second. We're pulling into a fair. Okay, yeah, you guys are good. Okay, so, um, real time. I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, yeah, we're pulling into the Waukesha County Fair, and we're multitasking today. But um, that that's my answer in short. There's there's a couple, three elements in play. I don't think pride has any room here for anything, and yet I think it exists. Uh, and it's a shame because at the end of the day, that element does not allow you to work of, by, and for the people. And uh, that's the shame of it all. So I do have a press conference again on Monday to call out the um, lack of participation from the majority of the body. Janelle Branchin did jump onto the resolution today. So I have, you know, I'm not alone anymore, but I, I hope to get a couple of senators on. And then, and then we'll make some news on that on Monday, the 25th at noon central time. So I continue to push this thing, Joe. Uh, they say I'm the tip of the spear. And uh, if that's the case, 
someone's got to do it. And if it's not me, who? And if not now, when? Right? So I'm all over this thing. I'm going to continue to fight. I told the people I would. I keep my word. And uh, so help me God. Well, I tell you what, I, I do appreciate all the work that you're doing and the fact that you continue to stand up. I, I, find it, I find it interesting that they call us conspiracy theorists, that they call us election deniers, that they say there's nothing to see here, nothing to see here, nothing to see here. Um, and and it's, it's what's really even more interesting about that in particular is that obviously I'm in a lawsuit with Eric Coomer, and the judge said that there was no evidence that they had this call and that Eric Coomer said it, so I presented all this evidence, and now she's parroting the same words. So everywhere you go, they're using the same denial yep. as if yep. they're all connected, but yet the evidence is so overwhelming. It's so overwhelming, Tim. It's overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and for the record, that inability to do the right thing for the people is one of the reasons I decided to run for governor, because I'm in a body that has been trained to be puppets. And I I don't follow along. I don't go along to get along. I don't tolerate mediocrity and learn behavior. I, I, I want to serve and get things done. And these guys and these ladies are so used to being told what to do and how to feel and how to think and how to vote, I don't think they know how to handle this. This is an unprecedented historic moment in the, our nation's history, and they're sitting on the bench twiddling their thumbs. I can't do that. I just physically can't. It's not in my DNA. I'm not doing this to keep score and look at me, look at me, and I, I, it, I don't know any way else to do this. So I'm doing it because I, I believe in it. I have a passion. I have a conviction. And I'm, I'm going to persevere. Truth always wins. Sometimes it just takes a little while. But uh, truth will prevail here, and we're going to win prevails. this thing. And it's people like you, Joe, and myself, and other people around this country who are entrenched in this, and they know it's the right thing to do. It's a team effort. It's a team effort. So I'm glad that I'm on your team. Well, I'm honored to walk shoulder to shoulder with you. Um, Tim, I'll give you the final word. I know you got to go into that the, to where you are right now, but I, I mean, it's a pleasure to have you as a, as a, as a pleasant surprise. And, um, you know, I hope to be in Wisconsin. I know I was supposed to be in Wisconsin last week, but I'm, I think at two weeks or so I'll be, three weeks or so, I'll be in Wisconsin for an event. So I hope to be able to get eyeball to eyeball with you then. And I think I know where you're going to be because I'm going to be there too, and I look forward to that. The final word, um, hmm. I, uh, truth will prevail. Truth will prevail. I will make sure I do everything and all things I can to make sure that it does. Uh, and, and all the people need to do is, is help, you know, support the people who care about our republic that are doing the right thing for them and um, be part of the solution, not part of the problem. That's, that's how I'll end it. I could talk to you for hours about the question, but that, I'll leave it at that. So, Joe, thanks for pulling me on the line and uh, getting me on the call. God bless you and, and, and what you do and all the people that listen in on you. They're patriots as well. And uh, time to band together, boys and girls. Let's get this thing done. I'm ready to fight. Bring it on. Hey, God bless you, Tim. Tim's running for governor. You can go to R-A-M-T-H-U-N-F-O-R-G-O-V-E-R-N-O-R RanthamForGovernor.com or you can go to Tim. Or Tim dash Rantham.com. T I M dash R A M T H U N dot com as well. Tim, God bless you. Welcome. Uh, th thanks for calling in. We'll have you on again. You're very welcome. Have a blessed day, sir. Bye now. All right. All right. Take care. So, so while I'm actually sitting here talking, the strangest thing happened. My phone just blew up. I've got Ivan Raikland that's calling in. I've got 
that wants to call in. Did he just call in? <laughs> just call in. He's like, hey, ask a bunch of questions. My phone's blowing up. It's like, I got, who is that? Joe, Randy. Hey, have me on. Have me on. I'll act like I'm a leftist. <laughs> Some of the people that actually said that on my phone, they're kind of lefty-ish. But for that, we have a, another treat for you. Ivan Raikland's on the phone. Ivan, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me. Short notice. Ivan Pencard Raikland here. Pencard. Hello. I hope you're still there. I have a question for you, sir. Oh, Tim. Tim popped off. He had to go. He had to go uh, at an event. He's running for governor. But you can ask the okay, question, gotcha. and he'll definitely. I, I know. I know. Uh, maybe, I clearly know what's going on. <laughs> My question for folks that are listening in is: How about we make a list once again and refresh our memories on who is the elections committee, alongside serving with Janelle Branchin, to then reach out in a professional, cordial manner and ask them if they will join her and then pass it to resolution within the committee to then transmit it to the House floor for the full House to determine uh, and vote on for the decertification of the 2020 electors from Wisconsin, 10 of those. And then that will ensure that by, hopefully we can do this by Monday because Monday will be the last day uh, if you've been following along with my stuff on Telegram, that's the last day that Robin Boss has to save his political career. And the reason why Monday is the last day is because on the following day on Tuesday is when early voting begins across the state of Wisconsin. And so that way, if he does not act by that date, that means he does not deserve any of our support because he had all ample time and evidence showcased to him to be able to act. And I would... If I was uh, wagering, I would say the best opportunity to receive an endorsement for his opponent, Adam Steen, by the entire election integrity movement should be on that Monday evening. So if there is no joint session vote uh, held by Speaker Voss, I beg every single person in the election integrity movement to, to include you, Joe, and anybody else that we may have had beefs with, to you, you, like in unison, in cadence, go ahead and announce your endorsement, if you so choose, of Adam Steen to make sure that there are consequences for bad unconstitutional behavior committed by Robert Voss. And that may be the impetus necessary for the very biggest voice box to go ahead and endorse Adam Steen. That's all I got. Hey, so I, you're you're absolutely right, Ivan. But we got a couple questions that have come in. Number one, um, Artie Hayward uh, just asked if you'll come over and connect his internet to his toaster. I think his toaster is internet connected now. That's kind of a joke. But um, another question is the Sergeant okay, of Arms. Okay. He, he was he was being funny. He's he actually goes mad love, Ivan. So he's. <laughs> no, he's I, got you, I got you. <laughs> um, uh, Locus Honey asks, is the sergeant in arms he mentioned in your show the same one that died within days? I know the answer to that, but I'll let you answer it. It's a question from someone. Yes, critical thing here. I want everybody to do a quick research on the U.S. Capitol Board. There are, four, there are three, four key players at the U.S. Capitol when it comes to managing, operating, and providing law enforcement to the Capitol. Remember, they are the judge, jury, executioner, on whether or not somebody's going to be prosecuted for a crime. And those individuals include the House Sergeant-at-Arms, that's one person, 
there's another person called the Senate Sergeant at Arms. So there are two sergeants at arms. The ones that were uh, serving up through January 7th of 2021, the House Sergeant at Arms, his name was, and he's still alive, by the name of Paul Irving. He served for the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. Before that, he served for a fellow anti-Trumper of Nancy's by the name of Paul Ryan. For those listening from Wisconsin, you know that name very well, Paul Ryan, who also serves on the board of Faux News, F-A-U-X is how I think it's spelled, and I think it's pronounced Faux News. And then he also, again, Paul Irving served as a sergeant at arms for Nancy Pelosi, Paul Ryan, and for John Boehner. I'd like to remind everyone that a couple months ago in Wyoming, John Boehner and Paul Ryan were campaigning for a lady by the name of Liz Cheney. So their collective sergeant at arms, Paul Irving, I argue, facilitated the unlawful entry into the Capitol via several folks. Michael Voss, the son-in-law for Speaker Nancy Pelosi, John Sullivan, who did the inner breach, and the outer breach team leader, Ray Epps. I am getting to almost certainty with all the evidence that I've collected. It's not 100%, but I believe, uh, I would say with a high level of confidence, it is very likely that occurred that they facilitated that unlawful entry. Again, Paul Irving is the guy that's still alive. He supposedly retired to Tampa, where Nancy Pelosi wanted, or maybe even did create a U.S. Capitol Police office to what I think was created to provide him immunity and essentially somewhere to flee in the event that, oh, I don't know, DeSantis or any courageous law enforcement uh, person in, uh, in the Tampa area, uh, such as a sheriff, would want to prosecute him for, I don't know, I think the operative word that many people bring up, these aren't my words, these are other people's words. Uh, I think they use the word treason. Uh, but I'm not sure if, uh, if Florida would have the jurisdiction over him, and that's why they, they're playing it the way that they're playing it. The other guy that was, let's just say, arguably Epstein or died of natural causes, it's unclear. There was nothing for this individual. His name, he was the Senate Sergeant at Arms. He worked for Mitch McConnell up until January 7th, and the Senate Sergeant at Arms, that individual's name is Michael Stenger. Again, two distinct, separate individuals. One has jurisdiction over protecting the leadership and uh, on one house, so the, the, the uh, House of Representatives, and then the other house, meaning the U.S. Senate. And they are there at the discretion of, on the House side, the Speaker of the House, and on the Senate side, the Senate Majority Leader. So, it's interesting that those two were, I should say, resigned on the following day, a few hours after the certification of the illegal unconstitutional election. And then also the other folks that you need to be aware of is the Capitol architect, as well as the U.S. Capitol Police Chief. I think that the U.S. Capitol Police Chief that served during that time uh, is probably a truth teller based on the, the simple fact that he requested additional National Guard support from January 3rd to January 6th on six occasions. His name is Stephen Sun, U.S. Capitol Police Chief Stephen Sun. One thing I want to, if I have another minute, Joe, it's you do. important. Hit me. Hit them. Don't okay. hit me. Don't, don't actually hit me. Everybody, yeah, thank you for this. you got a big platform. So the key thing here is, and I've been harping this, I've been at the Bannon trial uh, essentially 
trying to educate the media that's waiting for their beloved Bannon that this entire operation, all roads lead to Mike Pence. When you look at the hearings that are going on, you look at them through the lens of, this is the Mike Pence, save my skin and cover up all of my illegal actions for the last six years and set me up for a presidency in 2024, and my running mate is Liz Cheney. When you look at everything through that lens, things start to make sense. And last thing is, when Mike Pence allowed for Na- well, well, let me say this, when Nancy Pelosi gaveled in at 1 o'clock on January 6th, she only allowed 11 members of the House, 11 members of the Senate. Now, it wasn't clear how she explained it. Let's just assume she meant 11 members of each party from the House, and 11 members of each party in the Senate. That means 22 people from the House and 22 22 House members and 22 senators were allowed to be present on the House floor during the joint session. And that that meant that only Mitch McConnell, Chuck Schumer, Kevin McCarthy, and Nancy Pelosi chose who those 44 individuals were, 22 or 44. It's unclear. Let's just say it's 44, the maximum. Mike Pence, at that same time, or right afterwards, it was gaveled over to him. He gavels in and says, we're basically going to start the joint session. Congressman Morgan Griffith from the 9th Congressional District of Virginia stands up and says, point of order. I think if some of you have been following my telegram, this oh, when Mike Pence gaveled in and said, yes, uh, or he, he said, no, you cannot have a point of order because he ruled session, he unilaterally decided on how electors would be transmitted in contravention to the memo that he wrote two minutes prior, or I should say that was released on his Twitter two or three minutes prior at 1.02 p.m., and at 1.05 p.m. he said, well, let me back up, in the memo it said that, and if you want, please pull it up, because I think this is crucial, He, he basically says that he doesn't have the unilateral authority to determine... Uh, which electors are going to be hey, uh, allowed uh, and which ones are not? Ivan, we're well, going to have to have there's no quorum. We're going to have to have a show on this because no I, I agree with you. There's no quorum, but but listen, they're they're saying that the rules that the rules that they have that he was supposed to follow that he didn't follow because he's a traitor. Um, the rules that they have now, they're trying to make him so they don't have those rules so that he can't actually do what he wasn't supposed to be allowed to do when he was actually counting electors. But we have to have a whole right. show. We have to have a whole that. show. He did not allow a quorum to be present to be able to participate in the joint session unilaterally. Well, he could argue in his defense it wasn't unilateral. It was at the advice of Speaker Pelosi. So both of them, I like to say, raw dog gang raped the Constitution that day on mul- in multiple ways. So, and now they're trying to cover up with the Pence Pelosi hearings. So, Pence so, Pelosi Cheney hearings. Yeah, so they're having those, and by the way, uh, in the middle of that, uh, Pelosi's getting all of her stock tips so that she can make another $500 million on, on the backs of the American people. But let's, have, let's actually have a show about this. Mr. Producer will get with you. i got to run through a ton of other stuff, yeah. Ivan, but it's good to have you on the show. Um, everyone say hello. We'll as have quickly you on. as possible, if you could. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Let's do because this next there's, next there's 25th Amendment implications that they invoked last night uh, during that hearing that... Literally, they, they admitted that Mike Pence violated the 25th Amendment, and I can go into the details on that. Well, let's do it. Bring receipts, please, because everyone likes to see receipts. But we're getting too deep into this right now where we could actually answer Easy. it. Um, Ivan, Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Wisconsin. 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 Nullify, re- recall. 
And and by the way, they don't want to do it because they're afraid that it's going to be the pin that makes everything drop. That's why I call it the uniparty. The left and the right are all the same. They're all the same. The establishment are all the same. And frankly, we know who they are. And so if it does mm-hmm. if it does go violent, I, I went and asked the question. I go, if it goes violent, which I hope it does, I pray, I pray we can solve this problem without it. They but if did it goes last night in New York when they went after Lee Zeldin, I well, the, the, I have the, I have the that video. Terrorist organization known as the Democrats just gave the green light to conduct political assassinations. Great. That's so, the, so then, then we know who the other people are, and so I'm talking to all the people right now that will listen to this podcast. And this is not me calling for violence, but we actually know who the enemies of the country are. So, when, if if they want to, if they want to start intimidating and cause pain, they want to, they they want to inflict violence. I'm just I'm just saying this right now. I pray we never get to violence. I pr- I pray that is never an option, and that we we bring these evil devils to their knees without that. But with that said, well, we know we know who our the targets mechanism are. for that is Wisconsin, and Janelle Branson Branson gets it. Yeah, I, right. I pray that everybody on her committee also has the courage and doesn't choose the Mike Pence option. All right. Hey, God bless you. We'll have you on next week. Thanks, brother. Hey, thanks, Joe. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Bye. All right. I got a ton of stuff that I need to go through. I, I had this whole thing planned, and we got – and, and by, by the way, if you're texting me because I see the 25 different texts I have right now, no, I'm not having you call in. People are like, Joe, let me call in. I can go back and forth with Ivan. No, no, me. And then they're, they're texting each other, and then they put all three of them or four of them on the text, and they're like, Joe, let's do this whole thing. Get everybody on the screen. Not in the middle of the show. That's why we plan these shows, and I already derail them enough. We're not going to derail them again. <laughs> okay, so what, what Ivan was talking about, what happened in New York, is that the radical left decided that they were going to try and assassinate yet another gubernatorial candidate. Mr. Producer, let's let's go ahead and play B2, B1, please. B1. And Congressman Lee Zeldin was attacked at an outdoor campaign event in Fairport. Our sister station WHEC there is reporting that during his campaign event tonight, Zeldin was on stage and was approached by someone in the crowd who walked right up next to him. Now this is video just sent to us by WHEC. You can see the man is holding what could be some kind of weapon or device in his right hand. Zeldin was pulled to the ground, and the attacker was then subdued by staffers. That guy's punching him. told the Monroe County Sheriff's deputies arrived on the scene and detained the attacker. I would have just pummeled him. The state Republican chairman, Nick Langworthy. So... Governor Hochul just tweeted in the last hour that she was relieved to hear Congressman Zeldin was not injured. All right, listen, I'm going to tell you right now. If someone goes to do harm, if they go to do harm, you have my absolute permission to pummel the living daylights out of them. So I used to say it. Mr. Producer, did I not say it? Throw one rock. Throw one thing. Throw one thing. Spit on me. Do do one thing, and I literally will make you drink through a straw for the rest of your life. You, if you want violence, I'm not going to do the same thing. You throw a marshmallow at me. I'm not going to throw a marshmallow at you. I'm not going to do it. And if and if and if the left, if if we want to teach somebody consequences, you have to teach them consequences. We should never go to violence. It should never get to the place where we can't have conversation, public discourse. 
We should never get to that way. But they're building it that way. And they're trying to intimidate and bully and do all the things that the radical left does. Lie, cheat, steal, destroy, blow up, maim, kill, rape. That's what they are. That's what they represent. They're all of those things. They are the devils among us. But this guy right here, I don't know if you guys saw it, but he went to do something and he got pummeled. There was someone from the stage who was like, bap, bap, bap. That's what you do. You make them literally silly unconscious. That's how you treat the radical left when they, when they go to violence. You just beat the snot out of them. I'm sorry if you don't like it. I'm sorry if you think that, and look, I pray on this show every day. I'm not Jesus. But this is like the temple that people are trying to desecrate. They're trying to destroy our community, take God out of it. Just like they try to take God out of church. Just like they take God out of, out of how we worship. And then tell us, don't force your stuff on us. And by the way, you're not allowed to pray to God. But I never said that I wouldn't flip the tables over. I don't want a seat at that table. And we, we have to stop being feckless. We have to stop being perverted and saying that the word says you can't do this. The word doesn't say that. David didn't run down the hill to Goliath. David didn't run down the hill to Goliath and say, hey, uh, so you want to talk? Hey, I think we should drink some tea. You guys need some tea? Come on. Everybody want some tea? No, he ran down the hill and he struck Goliath, knocked him over, and then he didn't stop there. He cut his head off. Did you guys forget about that? Is it, is it convenient to say that we should just do God's will when God is actually telling? He's given us all the tools to win. I would say no. Well, it's like the same thing with these Antifa punks. You look at here in Denver where they were given free reign. What happened? They kept doing it. No one touched them. Except for when we showed up. Well, not even that. Yeah. Think about when they were up north and a few other places, and they went to some of those small towns, mm-hmm. and they started coming in and you know acting like, like they were tough. And then all of a sudden, the whole town came out, and they started kicking their butt, and then all of a sudden they wanted the police to protect them. Yeah, no. The police, police got to make a choice. Lesser magistrates. I stand in the gap. Oppressors. Oppressed. These are my family back here. What you do to one of us, you do to all of us. Remember that. Mr. Producer, put up B2. This is the actual um, weapon that he had in his hand. If you look at that, it's a sharp, serrated blade on both sides. And if you'll notice, he was looking at a way to put that into his throat. You know, and it might, I don't know, it might be like a Kubaton style thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Either way, you hit someone with that, that's a deadly weapon. It is a deadly weapon. And that would be considered lethal force. I would have, I would have, I would have, that, that guy would have def 100% that he would have had a big straw. Like, I'm not even sure that it would have been a, not a feeding tube. Like, hey, someone volunteered to get thrown on their neck today. What else do you do? Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot about that. We probably need to talk about this. So the man attacked the, the candidate in upstate event. He was charged with uh, <laughs> audience members disarmed. And the man identified as David uh, Yabo, Yakub Bonus. Put him in zip ties and were pulled from the campaign poster. So they pulled 
zip ties from the campaign posters and put them in zip ties. But this isn't the worst part about it. The worst part about it is that they charged him, booked him, and released him. Let him out. Guy gets up on stage with a deadly weapon, and they let him out. So we, we talk about the things that they're doing to create chaos. And while chaos happens, what happens? Nancy Pelosi's buying her own stock portfolio and making tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars at the expense of Americans. We talked about this yesterday, how you don't have an opportunity to buy those. You don't get the stock tips. Martha Stewart went to prison for it, for a stock tip. She went to prison for a stock tip that would have lost her somewhere between 3 and $5 million. This piece of trash, Pelosi, and her piece of trash, drunk, DUI husband who caused an accident, no, they get to make hundreds of millions of dollars on the backs of Americans, and we do nothing about it. And they're just one of many. And while we're suffering as a country, it's depressing land values. It's depressing what's happening in our country. And as they do all of this, this guy named Bill Gates steps out and says, hey, look, I'm going to buy up all the farmland. House Agricultural Committee members want Bill Gates to testify on massive farm purchases. The Microsoft billionaires bought thousands of acres of farmland across several states. And as we go through and talk about this, we, we, we need to understand the why. Like, why is he doing this? I think we know. We have a, a thing. Let's play um, Laura Ingram. On this, actually, this is just let me just let me just read this to you. That's why it's important to get Bill Gates in front of Congress. He's a smart guy and not going to be scared of answering some of these tough questions. What we know is that 270,000 acres of farmland, you can grow 50 million bushels of corn there. You could feed thousands upon thousands of cattle. If we were to make it, if he were to make a decision one day that he didn't want to run cattle on that land, we were to see a dramatic drop in the herd size of this country, he can have a marked and significant impact on the price of beef in the country and elsewhere. If we need to have somebody with that kind of power over the marketplace, Congress would not be doing his job if we didn't ask some difficult questions. He's buying up farmland. But let's talk about what Bill Gates says himself when it comes to farmland in America. Let's, let's play C6. Well, the Gates Foundation has partnered with Diffit on a great number of things, and uh, among those are, are work we do together on livestock, uh, helping animals survive uh, either by having vaccines or better genetics, uh, helping them be more productive. It's making a big difference. Uh, you know, I was down in Ethiopia seeing how chickens are out there uh, laying more eggs, getting more nutrition, uh, and even some small savings into the household. So uh, Edinburgh happens to be where a lot of the world's best work on this is done, and that's why uh, DFID and the Gates Foundation are, are funding scientists here. So they're trying to alter beef, modify cows. At what point, by the way, do we just let a cow be a cow? Do, do we have to modify them? As someone, by the way, that cannot eat beef at all, unless it's free-range beef, I cannot eat beef because of how many hormones and stuff that they put in that beef. So I just... Stay away from beef. It has an adverse effect on my body. And those are, just, those are just antibiotics and chemicals that they put inside of these animals to get them to fatten up faster. 
Let's play C4 if we can. This is this is a company that Bill Gates backs that wants to revolutionize agriculture, and it's not good. They're going to use they're going to synthesize ways to make agriculture. Go ahead and play C4. I think it's a really exciting way we can move forward in agriculture right now. Silicon Valley company Ironox believes robots may be the answer to growing produce more sustainably as widespread drought continues to threaten agriculture across the world. And big investors are noticing. Bill Gates' breakthrough energy ventures is betting on them, leading the latest $50 million funding round. At the company's 10,000 square foot greenhouse in Gilroy, California, robots are integrated with a hydroponic system the company is using to grow produce. A robot named Grover moves pallets of produce, mostly Genovese basil, around the facility. It's a delicate task. Each pallet, known as a module, carries 80 gallons of water with roughly 70 seedlings, around 1,200 pounds of material. At the dozing station, Grover hands off the pallet to Ada, a robotic arm that uses suction to lift the raft from the water, allowing the roots to be inspected. Ironox claims their system uses 90% less water than traditional farms and 90% less electricity than a vertical farm that uses LED lights. Senior Vice President of Engineering Sarah Ozentowski believes robots like these can help pave the way to a sustainable future. I really believe that we need to grow in a way that could feed the future of the world without hurting the earth. So a big part of our mission is to grow more with less. And so we designed these robots to always consider how we could grow with less water and less electricity. So Grover enables us to grow in this modular way in a greenhouse environment using the sun. And then Ada allows us to precisely inspect and understand what's going on. Water usage is increasingly in the spotlight in California. The last major drought from 2012 to 2017 reduced irrigation supplies to farmers, forced strict household conservation measures, and stoked deadly wildfires. In this greenhouse, any water not used can be pumped back into the system to be reused later, Ironox CEO Brandon Alexander says. It's been an eye-opener. I think we're now at a stage okay, where most down. people take understand. And I know that you don't want to hear all this stuff. I'm actually listening to it because I think it's really interesting, is that it doesn't actually save energy. It doesn't save water. It doesn't do any of those things. And and you have to pay attention to the words that people say because one of the words that they said specifically was that that doesn't hurt the earth. I don't know how planting food in soil hurts the earth. And, and the, the other thing is, is that water... First, they said that the glaciers are going to fall into the ocean and it's going to cause the sea ri- levels to rise and we're going to lose land and anything that's on the shorelines are going to disappear, right? They said that. Isn't that what they said? Global warming? It's going to create? Oh, yeah. The, the coasts are all going to disappear. You know, there's going to be billions of people underwater by, you know, like five years ago. So, so here's the problem with that type of theory, that type of mindset is that that means you have more water, right? You have more displaceable water. And now they're saying that drought cycles are not normal. Drought cycles have been happening for thousands of years, if not billions of years. And, and again, I don't know how old the planet is. They make up stuff with t- carbon dating and say that the planet is a trillion years old. I think time is a human construct, personally. I don't see animals walking around with wristwatches. But as, as, it, as it is told, they're, they're trying to say that this is a problem. We have a drought cycle, so it's a problem. That water is disappearing. That we're, we're, but it's actually not. 
what, what happens is if we stop, the, the earth has a natural way that it, it processes water. Some of that natural way that it processes water has to do with, and this is me geeking out, with replenishing of aquifers. But we mess with things. And I don't know if this is true on chemtrails and things like that, but we definitely spray things in the air and we're experimenting on ways to make it not rain or rain. And when we're messing with Mother Nature, what do you think is going to happen? You think it's going to be... I mean, you, you want to... St- and I don't know if you, you know this, but they, they were taking concrete and they would, they would explode it in the air when there was water getting ready to, to fall and they would stop it from raining with concrete. He's like, Joe, that's not true. No, it's absolutely true. It's absolutely true. Yeah, they've actually had a lot of, uh, I mean, they've already had public disclosures on it for decades about the geoengineering uh, products that they've been doing, a lot of them through DARPA um, and through our military. But just in the last several months, they've actually came out very publicly and said that they are doing some of these things and have been doing some of these things. So that, that leads me down to how we have all the evidence for the election fraud. We have, to, we have mounds of it. I have mountains of it. I have terabytes of information related to election fraud. I can tell you how Dominion does it. I can tell you how Runbeck does it. I can tell you how ESNS does it. We've had full access to and been able to look into other systems like Heart. And Smartmatic, there are people out there that are working to say, listen, this is what's happening in my company. Don't say anything because they will kill me. I do not trust my company. There are people all over the country that are in positions to trust. There's county clerks and recorders. When I said we need to stop pretending, I said this yesterday to a county clerk, we need to stop pretending that they're not stealing elections because we know that they are and we have the evidence. And that person's one-word answer was yes. Yes, we do. But one such person that stood up, and this is why I call that there's opportunity and chaos and that they are persecuting, not prosecuting. They, they don't care about accountability. They care about their big lie. The big lie of the big media, of the big corporations, of the Bill Gates of the world, of the Hunter Bidens and the illegitimate, whatever you want to call that piece of trash, uh, drone person, Biden, that, that is occupying the White House. And you don't have to like what I have to say. You don't have to like it. You don't have to like that I have no respect for that piece of trash as he hurts Americans all over the place. But the person they are going after is Tina Peters, the one that had enough courage to stand up, one of the people that was able to dig into the machines and show the fraud while watching the DA do everything they can to stop her from speaking. Mr. Producer, go ahead and put this up if you would. This is D1. Tina Peters, they've now issued another arrest warrant for Tina Peters. Now, if you don't know about Tina Peters in the primary, they basically stole the primary election in Colorado for Secretary of State and others. And we had gone to, we meaning I was a part of going to different county clerks and recorders saying, I need to do a hand count. Well, here's what you need to understand. In the state of Colorado, hand counting ballots, you have to rely on the machines again. Hand counting ballots is not an acceptable way to validate the election results. Now, let me say that again. Hand counting ballots is not an acceptable way to get to the bottom of the election fraud. You have to use the same machines that they used before in order to do a recount. And on top of that, you have to use their system. This is highly, by the way, unconstitutional and unlawful by the current Secretary of State, Jenna Griswold, who is a Soros lackey. This piece of trash, again, we're, we're making a list of all the people who are responsible for the destruction of our country. We're making a list. Jenna Griswold, in her own race, 
re, running for re-election, does not want to go against Tina Peters, who, by the way, the polls that were done showed her as the one that got 43, 44, 47% of the vote. No, that went to an unknown CTCL Zuckerbucks person that ran for, for the Republican nominee for Secretary of State, and that was the, most less, the least likely, according to polls in the state, to actually be able to unseat Jenna Griswold. No, no, no. They came out and said it's $240,000 for each race, $300,000 for them to do a recount. Each. A million dollars. Each. $240,000 to do a recount. And oh, by the way, that's not a hand recount. That's a recount based on using the same system that has defrauded the voters in this state and other states around the country that we have proof of. But now they want to arrest her because Tina Peters sent an email to county clerks and recorders and included someone on the list that she was not supposed to have contact with. She's running for Secretary of State. They're stealing elections. She has to reach out to them in order to get to a result. But because she put an email on the email chain with other people, because that email was sent, I kid you not, this is why they're revoking her, her, bond, her bond. This is why we're revoking it. Because she put somebody's email that she's not supposed to talk to inside the Mesa County office. That's why they want to revoke her bond because she is not allowed to have contact for that person. Sends an email to multiple people, includes that person that's in that office, is looking for redress of grievances for a stolen primary. And because of that, the DA, this piece of trash, Dan Rubenstein, yeah, that guy wants to revoke her bond and have her arrested. They issued an arrest warrant for her. So according to the arrest warrant, Peters emailed Brandy Bantz, the director of elections in Mesa County, on July 20th to ask the county to hand recount the results of another election, the recent GOP primary race for Secretary of State. Peters lost a GOP primary in June. She didn't lose it. She had it stolen. The court is satisfied that there is probable cause to believe the person named the application has committed the offenses of violation of protection order, violation of bond conditions. She didn't talk about anything related to 2020, anything related to anything else. But again, they weaponize a system to go after Tina Peters. This is how petty and shitty they are. Let's call it what they are. They're trash. So they look for every single way, every opportunity to go after Tina Peters and said, hey, I know that in the normal scope of things, you have to send an email to figure this out, but you're not allowed to talk to people in, in Mesa County. So not only are they weaponizing the entire system against her, but now they're using this kangaroo court to say, you violated this. She's running for office. Please tell me how you'd expect her to get to a resolution and a redress of grievances. How? Oh, that's right. You would expect her not to be able to do that. Matthew Barrett is the, is the Mesa County District Court judge. And while he didn't sign the latest arrest warrant, he did handle Peter's case last week in which was almost arrested for violating her bond when she went to Nevada, despite Barrett's orders banning travel. That's not true either. See, they don't know how to not tell the truth. They can't tell the truth. What happened is, is that her lawyer failed to file the proper paperwork. And he came out and admitted as such. And you know what they said? Oh, no, he should have known better. So should Hunter Biden. But why isn't he in jail? For tax fraud. For illegal contributions from foreign actors. 
for buying a gun and saying he's not under the influence of, of drugs when he did, and then disposing of that gun in a trash bin behind a, a, a supermarket next to a school. The rest warrant, he was, she was not banned from travel. She had to submit the travel to the court. The arrest warrant ended up getting canceled after Peter's attorney took responsibility for Peter's violation, saying he had failed to tell her about the judge's order barring out-of-state travel. The prosecution didn't object. However, Bar Barrett said during a court hearing on July 15 that Peter's had violated her bond. It cannot be disputed. You did not have permission to go to Las Vegas. You did not have permission to leave Colorado. Even though he said he followed his general practice of showing leniency, he warned that he would, be, he would not be so lenient in the future. So they look for violations. They literally sit there and they're like, how can we make the, the most pain for Tina Peters for standing up for the American people? How can we hurt her the most? How can we bully her and intimidate her and put all of this evil down on her? A gold star mom who is a county clerk and recorder who is stripped of her ability to represent the people in free and fair elections and they stole elections and she said, just do a hand recount. She was asking for something, and the Secretary of State's office, again, steps in. And what do they do? They do everything to, again, show that they're nothing but a criminal enterprise. That's the reality of what we're dealing with right now. A criminal enterprise. Let's stop her from being able to speak. Let's stop her from being able to go state to state and say what she found. These people are criminals. So call the Mesa DA office, 970-244-1730. Send an email to Dan Rubenstein, dan.rubenstein, R-U-B-I-N-S-T-E-I-N at mesacounty.us. Blow up their phones, metaphorically. Tell them that they're trash. This is what they're doing. They're persecuting someone. This, this by the way, is what you do in small towns when nobody's watching, but they're doing it out in the open. And they're getting away with it because the judges are just as corrupt as the DA, just as corrupt as the Secretary of State, just as corrupt as they take all of your money and they shove it in their pockets and they feed their fat little faces while doing nothing to protect the American voter or your voice. Because you're a slave. And this is the part that I wanted to get really fired up about because, frankly, it's disgusting that in our country we can see so much corruption, we can see so much greed, we can see so much obvious Abuse of the judiciary, obvious abuse of the judiciary, obvious abuse of media and tech. And yet, we're supposed to just sit back and say nothing to see here because you got a bunch of ebits and soulless individuals who can't get their head out of the sand or care enough about someone else next to them because it's all about me, 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 me. Feed me. It's disgusting. Candidates demanding a hand recount. There was a caller to recount coalition that's demanding a hand recount, and they're fighting it. They're fighting a hand recount. Why would you fight a hand recount if you have nothing to hide? I'll tell you why. Because you're a bunch of corrupt, evil pieces of trash trying to steal the voice again of the American people. Jenna Peters, you're a traitor to this nation. You're a traitor to your state. You're a traitor to the people. You're disgusting. You're disgusting as you stand for some foreigner Soros, who feeds you so you can destroy the very country that gave you the opportunity to begin with. You're disgusting. Jenna Griswold, right? Jenna Griswold. Is that what I said? You said Jenna Peters. Oh, sorry. Jenna Griswold. Jenna Griswold. Oh, now she's going to say that I did an intermix. Maybe they're a... 
All right, I'm done. I'm not even going to talk about Hunter Biden. I think you guys get the point. This is the, this is the radical left. This is what we have to deal with, right? This is what we deal with. Okay. That's it. I'm done talking on a Friday. I want, you to, I want you to know that in this chaos, all we have to do is fight. Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrates. If you haven't read it, go read it. Go buy it. Tell me what you think. I want to hear it. I want to know what you think as it related to whether or not you're willing to be the lesser magistrate. I, you know what I want to do? I want to do an Antifa protest watch. And then I want to just show up in numbers at those Antifa deals and just beg them to throw a rock. And then give the police a choice. You stand with the people or you stand with those traitors over there? Your choice. I mean, you're already just going after Tina Peters and letting murderers go. Go to this website, defytyrants.com. D-E-F-Y-T-Y-R-A-N-T-S.com. That's Matthew Truella's website. Okay, we're going to pray a little bit. If you run away from the prayer, got a problem with you. Um, sorry, I haven't been paying attention to the notes or the things. But I want to tell you that uh, we, can, we can bring justice back. Say justice is gone, I agree with you. Sus Grossen, I agree with you. It is gone. But we can restore it. We can become the lesser magistrates. We can lock people up. Hit the rumble button on your way out, by the way. Okay, so I want to I wanna, I wanna pray for a few people. I want to pray for Tim. Rampton. I want to pray for you. I want you to have a great weekend. I want you to enjoy your weekend. I, Mr. Producer, I'm on tonight or somebody else on tonight? I've got Todd Wood tonight. Todd Wood is on tonight. You're going to want to hear from him. Tell Todd that the, his Spotify got banned, that they literally took down the episode with him on it talking about truth. He should find that a little bit humorous. We should probably reshare it too because that means there's evidence in there that we probably need to discuss. Okay, let's pray. Father God, you forgive me for getting so fired up. The passion that I have, the, the commitment I have to my fellow Americans is it's undescribable. My desire to seek true justice for our people, to restore our voice, Again, indescribable. Father, we are thankful for living in this country. E even now, we're thankful. We're, we're grateful for us being born for such a time as this. We're grateful for the ability to see truth. I can't imagine how empty life is for those that just put their head in the sand or just don't want to see it. Just turn away. Like, I can't see it. I can't see it. I can't see it. That even though we're fighting against this innate evil in our society, we can at least see it. We can at least do your work, Father. So thank you. Thank you for putting us in the gap. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to speak and to have courage. Father, please give us the stamina. Stamina is a big word. It's a big word that describes a lot of why we've this has happened over decades is because we haven't had the stamina. We get out, we're like, that's not right, and we walk away from it, and we don't come back to it. We just assume that it's going to solve itself, that people are going to wake up and they're going to have morals, they're going to have ethics, that they're going to want to do what's right. 
Well, they're not choosing what's right, Father. So I just ask for you to give us an immense amount of stamina. Give us, give us the courage, but give us the tools. Help us to see the tools that are right in front of us, to reach down and grab those tools, to hold on to those. Father, help us to, op- to understand opportunity when you put it in front of us. Help us to recognize the wisdom that you give us, Father. Help us to stand together, to set aside petty differences, to ignore those parts in us that would become selfish in a place that should be selfless. Father, please help us to to still have our joy. Help us to recognize that joy is a part of life, and these are just trials and tribulations that we will get through. If we have faith and we act in that faith and we combine with other people and we do what's right and follow you, Father, that we will have the rewards of doing the things that are necessary to restore you to our community. And Father, I know that that you, in in a swipe, you could wipe it all away. But I believe it's a test. So I would just ask you to to reaffirm that this is a test. This is a test for us. I would ask you to reaffirm it. Father, please bless. Please bless Tim Rantham. Please give him an immense amount of courage. Give him your favor, if you would, please, Father. Help him to be successful in this governor's race. Help his voice to be successful in putting these new bills across the table. And help, help the people inside of Wisconsin do what's right, to have the courage to stand up and do what's right, to be the lesser magistrates that they were elected to do, to stand for the people within their community, Father. Father, I would just ask you to shed more light, more light on all of the evidence. There's a, there's a, a ton of evidence across the country. It's, it's so obvious. It's as if we built a house and a car, and we know every room, and we know what they're doing, and we know how they're doing it. I would just ask you to make that so evident to everyone that they can't help but become enraged by the fact that they have no voice, that we have become sharecroppers in our own country, while people like Bill Gates and others walk around and steal opportunity from the American people. And treat us more like slaves and less like people. Father, I would just ask you to, to drive the consequences for the bad actions in this country into the lives of those that are causing harm, the evil of our society. I would ask you that you make it so miserable and uncomfortable for the evil in our country that it wants to run away. As we restore you to our community, Father, I just... I, I do not want evil to just, I don't even want it to be there. At the same time, Father, we, we do know that people are infected by this evil, and I would ask you to just drive that evil out of good people, help them to realize the wickedness that is in their life. Father, I would ask you to just dry up the drugs in our country. Just dry them up. Make it impossible for them to make the drugs. Do the things that literally can restore order in our society and help us to be your messenger on making sure those things actually get done. Father, I'd ask a hedge of protection on the people that are listening and the people in our community that they can have hope, that they can have joy, that they can enjoy the time with their friends and family and recognize that we have to do a lot of hard work but that we are eternally blessed in the things that we have on a day-to-day basis. I ask for all these things, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, sorry, a little longer prayer today. We've got a big fight. It's Friday, though. And the fight doesn't end on Friday. It doesn't say, okay, Saturday, Sunday, take the week, weekend off. You still got to do your parts. 
small parts, big parts. By the way, go to MyPillow and use code CD21. Save up to 66% with that code. Support Mike Wendell. Buy some my coffee. By the way, ship me some my coffee. <laughs> Buy me some coffee. Joe, you have enough coffee. I don't, actually. Um, but yeah, guys, have a great weekend. I'm not on tonight, but Mr. Producer, you're on with Todd tonight. Um, tune in. Todd is always a wealth of knowledge. Talk about Ukraine. Talk about the things that are happening across the country. Talk about accountability that they don't have and the weak and apathetic media who has allowed for us to become victims in our society. So listen, we're, we're, we're a strong, resilient group, though, and we will fight back against it. We're keeping a list. You need to keep a list. And make sure that every day you participate in your address of grievances with Congress. We're building that on a state level, too, by the way. So this system we're building as being a part of Conservative Daily, where you get to fax and send letters to Congress, to your congressman, you can do that every single day. And you can adjust what you send to them. And it's $3, $3 every time you send it, or it's $40 a month, and it's free. $40 a month means that you save 50 bucks, save, and you send it to them every day. And we want them to see every single day. I want, I want the, the hundreds of thousands of people that listen to this podcast, I want those people that listen to this podcast, I want those people to understand that I want to hit them every single day. I want every day for us to say, these are the problems we're having. And if you have a problem that we, that we run that you don't like, you're like, hey, that's not a problem. That's not an issue we have. I mean, it, it probably is a rarity. But then, then don't send it that day. But your obligation is to talk to the people that represent you. Even if they're not listening, you have to drive it through their throat. And with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people doing that, do you know what it does? It forces them to say, look, why, why, why are we getting 80,000, 90,000 letters a day, seven days a week? Why is that happening? Why are they saying these terrible things that are happening in the community? Because these people are disconnected with reality in the large part. They're feckless. They're, they're cowards. So do the things that are necessary so you can do that every single day. And you beat it, and you beat it, and you beat it. And while you're out there doing the work, at least you're letting them know we're coming. So get ready. All right, God bless you. Have a great weekend. I'll see you on Monday. If you want to watch Conservative Daily Podcast, we go live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time. You can find us live at conservative-daily.com on Rumble on Frank's Beach, where we go live on Lindell TV 2 at those same times, on DLive, and now on Odyssey. You can also find our episodes at brighteon.com. Make sure you also check out the link in the description to go to the Brighteon store and prepare you and your family with the awesome storable food and other products that they have there. You can find us on the audio edition at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, Audible, and everywhere else. Make sure you go and give us a five-star review and be that ambassador of truth. Share this episode with everyone who needs to hear it. Text the word freedom to 89517 and we'll shoot you a text message when we're about to go live. Check out the description for our link to the daily newsletter so you get access to the fax blasts. We want to thank you for being a listener of Conservative Daily Podcast as we pursue truth and fight to restore our nation. We will continue to provide you with the most important information that the mainstream media will not show you. Now at conservative-daily.com, 
you have the option to become a member with us. Each membership option varies in access and discounts in regards to the ability to interact with the daily fax blasts, monthly savings, access to extra content, and interactions with the hosts and guests of the show. Go to conservative-daily.com and become a member right now for as little as $10 a month. Make sure you check out social media and find us everywhere at Conservative Daily and at Joel Oltman. We'll see you next time on Conservative Daily Podcast. It's time to do the hard work. Let's take our country back, patriots. God bless America.